0: Today is the sixth day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today as we gather again and move forward on our brand new journey. Still kind of navigating our first week, but we are underway. We are sailing free into the wide open across this year together. So let's pick up where we left off. That's what we will do every single day. Pick up where we left off. And that leads us back into Genesis. Today we will read chapter 13, verse 5 through 15, verse 21. And we're at the point in the book of Genesis where things are starting to slow down now. And we've been moving very, very rapidly. Now we're starting to meet a family in the making. And we've met this man named Abram, and we've met his wife named Sarai, and it is their family that we will be traveling with for the rest of the Bible, pretty much. So let's dive in. Genesis chapter 13. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zoar. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the Garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that, like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron, and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. Then he built another altar to the Lord. About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Arioch of Elathar, King Kedorlaomer of Elam, and King Tidal of Goyim fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Birsha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Admah, King Shemaber of Zeboiim, and the King of Bela, also called Zoar. This second group of kings joined forces in Sidim Valley, that is the Valley of the Dead Sea. For twelve years they had been subject to King Kador Laomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled against him. One year later Kador Laomer and his allies arrived and defeated the Rephaites at Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzites at Ham, the Emites at shaveh Kariathium, and the Horites at Mount Seir, as far as El paran at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to Anmishvats, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites living in Hazazon, Tamar. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboiim, and Bela, also called Zoar, prepared for battle in the Valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kedorlaomer of Elam, King Tidal of Goyim, King Amraphel of Babylonia, and King Ariok of Elisar, four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits, and as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits, while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for home, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot. Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom, and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram, the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives, Eshcol and Aner, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedor Leomer's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedor Leomer's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. After Abram returned from his victory over Kedorlaomer and all his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheveh, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all his goods he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Aner, Eshko, and Mamri. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram. For I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. And the Lord said to him, No, no. Your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures sweeped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking firepot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Kenites, Kenizzites, Kadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Matthew 5, 27-48 You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say... Anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. You have heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, Do not make any vows. Do not say, By heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, By the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, By Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say, By my head. For you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple yes, I will. Or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. You have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that but you are to be perfect even as your Father in Heaven is perfect. Psalm 6 For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by an eight-stringed instrument. O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love, for the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Proverbs 1, 29-33 For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Okay, so yesterday when we were reading in the book of Genesis, we got briefly introduced to a man named Abram. And we were just talking about how we're going to get to know him pretty well in the coming days. It's probably not too much of a spoiler. His name will be changed to Abraham. Abraham. And we will notice that the reverberations of his life echo all the way until today because this is where the faith that that we live in finds its anchor. God called Abram to a land he didn't know and promised him that land as far as he could see in every direction and that one day this would all belong to his family and that land would eventually be called the promised land It's just that Abraham had a big problem. He was getting old and there were no children to inherit any of his wealth or any of the land that God was promising. And so God invited him out to look at the sky, the blackness of the sky, and look at the stars. Look up at those stars, Abram. Count them. Can you count them? That's how many descendants you will have. And a very important thing happened. Abraham believed God and God counted it toward him as righteousness, his faith. And that will become very, very important to us as we continue to explore the New Testament and when we wind our way into the Christian doctrine through the eyes of the Apostle Paul. Paul will Hang his hat, basically, on that right there. Abraham believed God. It wasn't something he did. It wasn't some ritual he did. It wasn't some sacrifice he gave. It wasn't, it wasn't some hoop he jumped through. He believed. And God counted him as righteous. And so we'll explore that more as we continue. And then Proverbs gives us a glimpse at what it looks like to not trust God. And it says, they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. And so we are led to understand that we have a choice. We can fall into God's grace and fear him and seek wisdom. And all we have to do is believe and trust. Or I guess we can continue to choke on our own schemes. The choice is ours. We can live in whatever direction we want to. And so Holy Spirit, come. Because we want to walk the path of wisdom. We don't be choking on our own schemes. Gagging on the things that we do gagging ourselves for the things that we've done and we can't believe, just sick at heart, trying to make all these plans that we have to deviate from and just make a mess of things, or we can trust you. So we trust you. Please, Holy Spirit, show us what that even means. What does that even look like for us? The first move we can make is to just take our hands off of things. And turn them over and extend them upward and say, we surrender. We have not got this. We do not know what we are doing. We are crashing and burning. Help. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is homepage base. That is where you can find out what's happening around here. The Daily Audio Bible app will do that and more. Just search for Daily Audio Bible at the app store that works with your device. And then you can kind of keep track of your progress and a lot of other things. So check that out. Check out the community section. Get connected in any way that you can or you want to. And definitely familiarize yourself with the prayer wall. That is a resource for us that is always available. And we don't have to feel alone anymore. And that can be found in the community section. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you deeply. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app, or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I will be waiting for you here tomorrow.
1: Hi, Dab family. This is Kevin from Illinois. I'm a first-time caller, and I'm just about to finish my first year of the Daily Audio Bible with Brian and all of you. And I just want to say thank you. I had no idea this even existed, and it's been the most life-changing experience I've ever had. So thank you, Hardin family. Thank all of you. And to all of you that are just starting in the new year, stick with it. This is the most amazing life-changing experience ever. I want to wish all of you encouragement and I want to tell you that it is hard. Every day is hard and trying to stick with this is not an easy task, but just keep going. I know Brian says it too and we all want to encourage you to keep going because if you can get through this in one year, you will never want to stop. It is life-changing and it's a miracle. Praise Jesus for this community. Praise the Lord, I come in all gratitude. Let the Holy Spirit in and let him guide us into all truth. Let him into the darkest parts of our heart and let him change your life because that's what he's doing with me. And I've only made it through one year. It's amazing what he can do for us if we let him. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we want to follow you. Amen.
2: I thought that I was standing tall, but really, I was down. Smiling broadly ear to ear while trying to hide that frown, Believing I could do all things while running from the doubt saying straight and narrow is the path but walking in and out confident and self-assured trying to hide my fear growing stronger day by day but dying every year life is one big paradox we say and still don't do help me Lord to reconcile and surrender all to you Tony 1016 at gmail.com once again I'd like to thank The the entire Daily Audio Bible family for your love, prayers, donations, and support for me and my sister concerning the house fire. We're back in the house, and the work should be finished within the next week, Um, and it's all good. And I want to thank you once again. Happy New Year's, and once again, Brian and the Harden family, thank you for this wonderful podcast for God's Holy Spirit to flow.
3: Keep it flowing, y'all.
2: All right, bye-bye
3: of God from Denver, <coughs> excuse me, I am Susan from Canada, God's flower. And I think it's just wonderful that you called in about your sister being in labor and delivering a beautiful baby boy on Christmas Day. And so um, thank you for that because you put a smile on my face as big as the sun. Anyway, I just um, want to... Um, Pray for this little boy and um, all people who are pregnant in the coming year. So Lord God, we thank you for the arrival, safe arrival of this little boy. We thank you that his uncle is so um, close that he wants prayer. We thank you for the family um, that has been knitted together and... Uh, we know all creations are from you. So we pray over this little boy and all the children in the coming year that that their hearts inside their little bodies would beat every beat for you, that they would be soft and moldable hearts. Lord God, we come against any, any um, influence from the evil in this world, that you put a hedge of protection around each little baby that they may grow in the fear and the admonition of the Lord and that they would have an awesome relationship with you. Lord God, we pray for every labor and delivery that's coming up, that it would be safe and that these babies would be healthy and grow up into strong Christian men or ladies. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
4: Jersey Jane for Jesus, Egbert in California, G-Care 2000, Eyes of a Dove, Sally from Alberta, Canada, John O'Connor in South Sudan, Uh, Jody in North Carolina, Connie in Rhode Island, Abba's Child in Southwest Florida, Micah in Kansas City, In the Vine in Indiana, Camille in Charlotte, Manita, Victoria Solder, Karen from St. Louis, Blind Tony, Prisoner of Hope, Protected by His Wings, Christy in Kentucky, Angel in Training, Learning to Completely Trust in the UK, Virgil in Texas, and a few others who, who didn't leave a name, uh, There was a young man in particular who talked about transparency. I just want to thank you guys all. Thank you all. Thank you all of those who called in and all of those who didn't. I know there were thousands of you praying uh, for my family and I during the passing of my father. Your prayers were felt and they supported us. And I've heard that it's been said that you can't experience love without loss. And I understand that now. Uh, And, you know, when I was praying uh, during the passing of my father I looked up at a crucifix that was in the hospital room and I told Jesus I was going to need I was going to need him and he sent all of you and I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart This is Delta Alpha Fox calling from the Southern Texas front